I, I, you can ask my husband. I was like sitting there till I went to bed trying to figure out what I was supposed to preach today. <laughs> so let's put up Romans 8.28 for right now. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, sometimes people say, they misquote it, and they say, no matter what, all things are going to work out. But there's a little stipulation in there. Can you pick it out? Those who love God. Now, I, wasn't even, I didn't even study for that. This one, I studied on all the other ones. And not, oh, well, that's all right. Okay. But I've got notes anyway. But, so anyway, but, you know, not everybody likes to hear the truth. And there's, there's what men think, and then there's what God says, which is truth. And that's huge. And we've we got to get disciplined in what our foundation is, what our standard is, and people get upset and say, well, I have a right to my beliefs, just like you do. No, you know what? If you're born a Christian, you don't have a right to your own beliefs. Hey, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> you can't just make up stuff that the Bible says. I'm talking about in that area and, and say that's what that means. And if Jesus is if your Lord, you believe, you got to believe what he told you. It's just like that verse. Yeah. Yeah. To those who love God, whose heart, see that goes right in with that. Yeah. And I didn't even plan that. <laughs> right in with what I planned for this. Yeah, it's, it's a heart that stays hungry. Yes. See, we cannot create our own doctrines. And when Jesus is not Lord and you, you want to do anything you want to do and think, you won't, you're not going to be all right. Stuff's going to happen to you. Stuff starts to happen. And we, we know all things work together for good, but for those who... Okay. So does everybody love God? Who? Hey, you can sure tell it now in this country. Whoa. They literally hate God. Let's see. There was somebody who was... He was literally healed. What? what? I saw it. And he's, he's going to be, they said that they wanted to arrest him and put him in jail. And that, see, that's how bad it's getting. The Christian persecution is rising, and they've got plans in place. It's not going to work. Not going to work. As long as the church is here, it's not going to work. So don't worry about it. But there are plans to persecute us. There are plans to put the people in jail. They tracked us if you didn't get a COVID shot. Yeah. Yeah. You go, whoo, I'm going, I'm going. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get one. But, but, but the point is, that's how it's, it's working, or to just get rid of Christians. Well, they can't do it. You cannot create a utopia on, your, on the earth without God. <laughs> there are people who hate God. 
And those who love God have God working in their life continuously to make things work out better or right. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't have to know everything to do everything perfect. It, it's that heart. But if you know God and love God, he, he's going to work for you. Amen. He will. He, he's going to work for you. Okay, put up 1 Corinthians 8, 2 and 3. I got it. If anyone imagines, we put it up in the ample, oh, wait a minute, maybe not. If anyone thinks he knows anything, he doesn't know nothing yet, <laughs> as he ought to know. Verse 3, but if any man love God, the same is known of him. In the Amplified, it says that last verse, but if anyone loves God truly, with affectionate reverence, prompt obedience, and grateful recognition of his blessing, he is known by God. Sure, God sees everybody, but he wants to know you. <laughs> and he looks for the hearts. He's recognized as worthy of God's intimacy and love, and he is owned, owned by God. <laughs> Ooh, TD, that's, that's good verses. <laughs> so, see, knowledge... A lot of knowledge in the world, knowledge can make you arrogant and prideful. And love lifts up you and it lifts up other people. So, and I want to tell you something. We live in an information age right now. Whoa. <laughs> knowledge intensity age. And the trend is more, you know, the more brings more pride, more superiority over less poor, ignorant people who don't know all I know. I mean, that's how they think. Yeah. Yeah. But that don't, I tell you what, I've seen people who, who have been millionaires and never went, never even graduated. Hey, my own uncle was. I forgot about him. <laughs> he went to the third grade. <laughs> We're talking, he was born in 1895, <laughs> went to the third grade, he was poor as his mother had to give away because his father uh, left his mother and then she had a whole bunch of kids and uh, she would wash and iron clothes <laughs> and he, um, she had, had to put some of her kids, she couldn't feed them right. anymore. In those days, you know, what could a woman do, wash clothes for people, right. you know, and right. um, but he, he was a pusher, and that's my dad's brother. <laughs> he was probably a little more, more aggressive with that than my dad was, but my dad was a very hard worker. And, and they went into business for themselves. In fact, it still exists. It's Wagner Well and Plumbing from Dodge, Nebraska. It still exists, that, that whole business. But then he also had a, a Ford Motor Garage in Dodge, and then during the Depression years, uh, when everybody was losing their money, he bought all the farmland up. <laughs> everybody who could, he kind of reminded me of, of, um, of uh, Joseph <laughs> in the Bible. 
or I mean, yeah, <laughs> buy up the farmland because they, you know, and then um, anyway, and he became a millionaire. He retired when he was 30. <laughs> but he lives right next door to us. <laughs> my dad and my right there with the sidewalk in between. <laughs> and I, it just, it just shows you, it, you have to not be a quitter. You have to push forward, press forward and not be lazy and never quit. Never quit. Okay, but let's, I better not get into all this. You know what? Compared to God, we don't know anything. A hundred year old genius, the most highest IQ in the world knows a fourth of a teaspoon of what God knows. <laughs> think, think what it takes to create the universe. Think what it takes to create gravity, all the scientific laws, all those things, everything. You know what? Some, I, I read once that somebody, I think I've told you this before, someone in college had the gall, the professor had the gall to say, I wonder if, if God knew about gravity. <laughs> and you see, he put gravity in animals, in the um, uh, bats, or one, or radar. It was radar. That's what I was trying to Radar, yeah. <laughs> gravity. <laughs> I was thinking of airplanes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not that. <laughs> But okay, please forgive me. No, <laughs> radar bat. But bats have radar. Is there any other animal? Sonar. Well, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing because they can do. Yeah, yeah. Some probably some marine animals. Yep. But anyway, you see, yeah, dolphins. Maybe it's dolphins. Yeah. You know what? Religion has wise people, and they look for people with their doctorate in theology, and those who could read Greek and Hebrew, and I know a lot of good people like Rick Renner, who was real godly, and he could read Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic, but, but if you don't love God, and you don't care how many doctorates in theology you've got, if you are not born again and really love God, you will not have revelation knowledge of the word of God. So all this, you know, so God reveals himself to those who love him and not to those who know about him. And he makes things happen for good when you do love him. Okay, John 14. John 14, verses 15, 21, and 23. And we've said these verses the last few weeks several times already. John 14, 15. Okay. If you, you know this, I've been saying it for almost over a month now. If you really love me, you will obey my commands. And that doesn't necessarily mean the Ten Commandments. So, I mean, they are all, you know, if you love everybody, then the commandments 
will be in, yes, there you're obeying them all. But there are commands in the Bible that say rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice even when you hear depressing news. That's a command. And if you obey that command, it works because I've tried it. Okay, so that one is if you really love me, you'll obey my commands. Verse 21 says, the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. Almost says the same thing. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my father and I'll love him and I'll reveal myself to him and uh, and I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. See, God's on the scene. When you love him, you could, you could, you could hear he helps you all the time. And the other one is 23. And, and Judas, not Iscariot, right before that said, Lord, how is it that you reveal yourself to us and not the world? And he said, if a person really loves me, He's going to keep my word. He's going to obey my teaching. And my father will love him and will come to him and make our home with him. And you know what? <laughs> That's huge. People can say, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And if there's no life to it, if there's no living it, there's no hunger for it, you better... Check on them and do it again. Amen. Kids. See, how can you tell? It's not just those who say they do. If you say, I rarely do what he told me to do, but I love him with all my heart. Wow. Uh -uh. See, we have to look at what the word of God says. People have social or secular or worldly ideas of what love really is. I mean, it's half the world is sexual love and it's, you know, or mother love. Those are two different kinds. But the love of God is agape. And people that, it's almost, you can't even hardly ugh, imagine. See, if you really love him, you'll choose him. And you'll choose him over other people and over other things. You'll, you'll want to do as well and obey it. And sometimes we choose people instead of him. Or we choose our own plan instead of him. That's huge. And what we choose or who we choose shows where we're coming from. If you love God, you love good. And you are good. Or if you love evil and choose it, you know, that, that's just, you've got that choice. Yes. See, what you love is what you're going to choose. Yeah. And what you love and choose is what you are. Right. <laughs> See, we all have problems. <laughs> and maybe we ask, you know, why are we here? And we're here to choose. We have this brief time of life down here. And we've got the opportunity to show who we choose and who, who, who really is on the inside of us. Jesus died for all people, but not everybody chooses him. Now that's another huge one. You've, you've got to know that 
only those who choose him. We've got to choose him. We've got to want him. I wanted him so bad and I didn't know what I wanted. I mean, I, I just, you know what? And finally I found it. The second I found it, I knew what it was. Okay, so uh, Deuteronomy 3019, I'll, I'll just quote it. Uh, I, rec I record, have heaven record, heaven and earth record before me this day that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. He sets it before us. And he says, therefore, choose life. Get this, though, that you and your seed may live. That you and your seed may live. Okay, let's, let's, let's pay attention, please. I, I tell you what, you don't understand. You've got to honor God. This is... It's not... We didn't we come to church for fun. I mean, we came for fun with God, yeah. But you know what, it isn't just so you can... You can afterwards, you got all this time afterwards. <laughs> But you know what? It, it can, it can uh, distract other people, yeah. too. Yeah. When you're, you know. <laughs> uh, sometimes I get reports and people get mad. <laughs> so I am just doing what God's telling me to do. But you've got to choose life. Right now, see, there's a choice. You have a whole lifetime of opportunity, and sometimes people continue to reject him. I know I've heard people, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to wait till, you know, I do what I want to in life, and then, you know, maybe I'll get into the ministry. Or Not everybody's supposed to be in the ministry anyway, but, but I'll really follow him. Follow him right off the bat, and you'll become a millionaire. <laughs> See? See, what we love is what we choose, and what we choose is what we are, and it shows our hearts. But I will say this, you look good this morning because you're all in church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope you like me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But more than that, love him. No, okay, you have chosen to come, and already that speaks volumes because you're even here. Okay, John 14, 21. Again, I'll just say, He who has my commands and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me is loved of my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I'll make myself real to him. That, that's what that means. You are known by him because you know him. You don't just know about him. You can go to, see, I had catechism classes and these classes and that classes. You know about him. You got to know him so well you invite him over for dinner. See, and see, you know, and I've said this before, you know about the president, you know about movie stars, you know about football players and basketball players and other players, famous people. You know about them, but do you know them well enough to invite them over for dinner? No, 
I doubt if they'd come. <laughs> but you can know God. See, that's the difference. You need to know God. Um, 45, Isaiah 45, 15, I don't want to put it up there. It, all it says in there, he is a God who hides himself. And you know what? It's the people who seek him that find him. <laughs> you know, he, he could stick his face in the sky maybe and said, hey, everybody, I'm God. Here I am. <laughs> and you know what? There wouldn't, be a, there wouldn't be a human being who didn't meet God. If he did that. But you know what? Some people wouldn't care. They could care less. They wouldn't even recognize him. See, there's coming a time, and it's probably here right now, of get, coming close. The atmosphere of this church is, is changing, and it's going to melt with intense heat. Jesus is coming back soon. And I want to tell you something. We need to tweak ourselves. It isn't just a tiny, like you're, everybody, you got born again. I'm going to get ruptured. I'll just do the hell what I want. Excuse my language. But that's the truth. Just do whatever they want. But I'm born again. I received Jesus 15 years ago. Did you go to church? No. Come on. No. Uh-uh. Come on. Nope, <laughs> you're not going. Yeah, that's it. And I, I, you know, I had another one about vision, the vision of this church and how important it is because every, a church is in the plan of God that he had for you from the foundations of the world. Yeah. That plan is very rich planned. Yeah. It's a plan in which... You're, you're walking and talking, and you need to get involved in a church. I, I can't tell you all these years, I didn't know that, but I see more and more and more how it fits into the perfect plan that God had for you. And in that plan is everything you need, everything, health, healing, wealth, everything. You see Whoa, what is it, those Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis and all them, they got airplanes and they don't need them. Yes, they do. They have all this rich, you know why? Because they're in the perfect plan of God. Don't ever say that about somebody who's following God to the hills. I'm not, or I'd be in that plan too. I came into it 40 years late, almost. But I, you know what? But it's never too late. But don't ever say that about them. You know why? God pours it on you. And I can see the more we obey God, Canaan, the more he pours it on it. It, it shocks me. And you're not killing yourself. You know, working 10 jobs and, and all these things. But God's not going to force anybody to love him. Because you can't make anyone love him. But, I mean, doesn't it hurt your heart to see, like, some of the family members and friends that don't love him? It does. It just makes you go, come on. Because you see their lives slipping away. An opportunity passing them by. Um, so, see, God 
says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And I know I wasn't, uh, you know, I've heard that, you know, that's not really a scripture for evangelism, but in a way it is yeah. because that door, the door handle is inside of you and you got to open the door. God will never force you. But see, everybody says he's a sovereign God and he causes everything. He causes sickness. And disease. He does not. Why would you be tortured on the cross for it? If the devil causes it. He causes the storms and all those things. Why? Because Adam sold out the earth. And Adam has an earth lease. I mean, uh, you know what? The devil has an earth lease on, on this earth yet. And see, that's why we're fighting demonic spirits, fallen angels who are demons, who tried to exalt themselves above God. He threw them out of heaven. See, God hides himself from blasphemers. And what, what happens to those who love him? See, you, you have a choice to say, I want you, Lord. I want more of you. I want all of you. You have a choice to say, teach me, train me, uh, direct me, correct me. I love you. I want more. I mean, it, it just would do you good to go just like this and say, God, I want it. I want everything. You know what? Do it when you're in your bedroom. Do it. God, come. Come on. <laughs> Come on, I want it all. I want it all. I know how good this is. In all seriousness, this, this, huh. See, you have to love him. You have to trust him and know he knows best. But saying and living like that are two different things. How do we know you love and trust your daddy, your father. How can anyone tell that's not just empty talk? Because you obey his commands. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you don't compromise. You don't cheat on your income tax. I mean, I'm saying that because it's that time. It doesn't work. You know, okay, this, this, I'm, I'm just going to say this one. Because I, I was, there was things that came up in a discussion. And, and it was like, well, I said this, I think, Wednesday. If you want, you know what, okay, let's say you're a father. And you have children. And you're looking at pornography, but you're hiding it. In fact, there's women who look at it now. And you're hiding, you're hiding, well, I hide it from my kids. They don't know I'm doing it. What happens is it's going to leak down because that's a spirit and it will leak down to your kids if you don't stop and repent. If you stop and repent, it won't. I'm telling you, that is a terrible demonic stronghold. And it's ruining marriages. It's ruining children. It's ruining a lot of things. It's bringing perversion all the way around. If you, you say, well, you know, I'm going to drink, but I'm not going to tell my kids, they're going to start drinking. Or, or you, once in a while you go, hey, I'm going to go, you know, let's 
Dad and I, let's go, Ken and I, let's go somewhere and smoke some pot and, or do some drugs, you know, and get high. <laughs> and do you think the kids will never know? It doesn't make any difference if they never know, they'll start doing it. They do what you do. They don't necessarily do what you say, they do what you do. Because some of that involves demonic spirits and it'll pass down to, into them. There, there's, oh, there. <laughs> I think I just was so, I went, God, what do you want tomorrow? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Looking all day long, what do you want? <laughs> okay. Um, Matthew 10. Verses 34 to 39, I have here. Okay, it says, do not think. Do not think, I want it out of the Amplified, Matthew 10, 34. Okay, do not think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to part asunder a man from his father, and a daughter from her mother, and a newly married wife from her mother-in-law. And a man's foes will be they of his own household. For he, he who loves and takes pleasure in father or mother, more than in me, is not worthy of me. And he who loves and takes more pleasure in his son or daughter than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow me or cleave steadfastly to me and conforming wholly to my example in living and if need be in dying also, is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his lower life will lose it, the higher life. He'll lose the higher life. And whoever loses his lower life on my account will find it, the higher life. Yeah. He who receives and welcomes and accepts you receives and welcomes and accepts me. He who receives and welcomes and accepts me receives and welcomes and accepts him who sent me, my father. It, it, it's huge. Uh, it might come to a point in these last days where even in the family that it's going to hurt like heck. But you're going to have to say, okay, I drop it. Because if, if it keeps you away from God and it keeps you because it will be vital. Amen. And you're going to have to say, oh, no. I mean, you, you know, it could be your child. It could be somebody you love. But, but you just, you have to drop it and say, I got to go on with God. And there's still a chance, but I mean, that, that thing is narrowing. Yes. It's yeah. narrowing. Yes. Why? <laughs> All the things we've talked about for 40 years, I have. 
I've seen films. And I thought, oh, yeah, remember those films we saw about that? How they got the school kids and they programmed them with a few minutes into communism and socialism. And you no, know, there's, I've seen it before my own eyes. When COVID started, I was the first one that came out. I said, hey, this is communism. They're trying to control you. You, you know what? We should obey our officials. But when it comes against the word of God, you, and no person controls another person. Do not do that. Don't control people. That's a spirit of witchcraft. And there's a lot of witchcraft out of there, and it's real. There's a lot of stuff. I, I'm just telling you this stuff because this, this isn't just stuff you blow off. We're seeing it right in front of our eyes. A lot of stuff. But many peop people think loving your kids is loving God. Or we can be so proud of our kids, but whose are they? He created them. Yes. See, love them and be thankful for them. But you never love anybody, your husband, your wife, your kids, or anybody more than you love God. Or an animal. <laughs> you know, there's a... a <laughs> There's more than one person that has stopped serving God because of their children. Oh, yeah, lots of them. I know them right off. I, I could name people right now. Because the God told the parents to do something. They, have, they had to do what's best. No, they said, I have to do what's best for my kids. <laughs> they stopped serving God for their kids. You know what? What's best for our kids is to obey God. He said, if you save your life for yourself, you lose it. I know instead of saying, oh, I'm a, um, what do they say, pastor's kid or something. What do they, how do they say? Preacher's kid. You know what? Oh, you poor thing. Instead of that, I mean, Nancy Dufresne says, no, they're blessed. They're a lot more blessed. They get everything. They get to there and look at them. They go, you know what? The, they're the ones who, who be, well, you know, and she, she proved it too. But God is a jealous God. You know what? Some things we hear make us want to run, <laughs> and some things make us want to change and repent. But he said, if you love anyone or anything more than me, you're not worthy of me. We obey his commands. That's, that's like a, a litmus test, you know, in science. You know, okay, what are, what are one of the um, commands now in the New Testament? Cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. Rejoice in the Lord always. No matter what happens, you have, it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's not easy to do. You hear bad news, and you, you may even start to cry, but you know what? You deliberately start to dance. And the more, the more you listen, like praise the Lord, praising the Lord works the best. Worship, get into worship right away. Because there's some things that are devastating that, that we hear. Start worshiping God because it takes it away. Now, I mean, I practice that stuff. No, no. 
I'm not going to do this. See, that's what I'm talking about, not quitting. you got to be sturdy. you got to be strong and say, I'm going to do this. Amen. you got to have guts. you got to have grit. So, you know, on a regular basis, we just, we just need to check ourselves on this. What, what you're doing is, instead of using the spirit to control you, you're using your flesh. You see, the spirit wars against, or the, the flesh wars against the spirit. The flesh is the one who wars. Oh, come on, don't do that. But we're living in a sense world. Most of the time we live by what we hear Feel, taste, touch, smell. And especially like, like the seeing doctor's reports. You know what I mean? Hearing what we see, what we hear, what we say. And that is not. Those are the five senses. And those five senses are ruling people more and that, that's where we've got to, that's why we need to be, become born again, become sensitive in our spirits, yes. and have God lead you. And you can, you know what, there's things that happen and you just don't, blah, let it all hang out. Right. You, you can control yourself, because yeah. yeah. I've been the other way, <laughs> and practiced it, <laughs> that other way. <laughs> And I'm not saying I don't always do it, <laughs> but that's why I know. Yeah. It works. Yeah. It works. Amen. It works. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. What is she? Do? You know what? That isn't it. I mean, I just go, no, yeah. I'm not going to put up with this. I could be in a wheelchair. Easy. And I'm not going to put up with it. Amen. Uh, See, oh, let's see, I don't know, I have all kinds of notes here. Okay, if God's the biggest thing in your life, it, it's going to be evidenced by what you put your time into, Amen. by what you put your labor into, your energy into, oh, this is a biggie, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, your resources, your checkbook, your finances. Can look at your checkbook. See, that's a matter of that whole thing that he said to tithe. People go, oh, you, I'm going to go. See, you're, you're operating in the world system. You're operating in the flesh. You've got to trust the Lord. He, he makes miracles happen. I could, we could prove it by the charts. And you say, well, but why did people all of a sudden put that person in, in the church then that was able to give it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Or why did they all of a sudden come into inheritance? Yeah. Or that they had to tie the what? what? <laughs> it's truth. Yeah. yeah, you guys came into inheritance. And, and man, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, we just came into it. It was like, oh, that's how I got the church paid off. I mean, you know what? Because yeah. you just kept slapping it on it, slapping it on it. And that's where the finances, I don't mess with those. 
with, with that. You don't message and say, oh, well, we need this, you know, like, oh, it's, some of that stuff is a waste of money, even, I mean, even in the church. And I don't want to do that. So you slap it on, onto yeah. big projects right, right away. Get rid of it. <laughs> That's how it gets paid off. Um, <clears throat> so if God's the biggest thing, it's going to be evidenced by our finances too. And if you never put any time or money into, into it, it's just not a priority in your life. It's not something you're passionate about. Because you, when you love something, you know what? And it's not labor to give it. It's fun. Or, you know, and, or if it's the plan of God, then the money needs to be spent on it. Because he is, what he's doing even right now is for the revival. And I know it is now. See, but nothing should have a place above him. Amen. You know, there's people out there that hate God. Uh, and, and that grieves you when you, you hear those things. But don't be shocked because if you put God first in a, and, and if you put him first, He's going to flood you with blessings. I've seen it happen. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. You can't take it with you. In 100,000 100, years from now, you're not going to care. <laughs> See, the word love should be reserved for God and people. I love God and I love people, but I can enjoy things and be thankful for them. And you know what? The thing about it is when you really love God and you give in to God, you, you usually are the ones who are doing a whole bunch of other things. You, you get to go on trips. You get to do this. You get to do that. You get clothes. You get, I mean, it's like, what? Never expected that. <laughs> because you're following the plan of God. You know what? Why is God jealous? There are parts of of you only God should have. Yes. Amen. And it could be uh, compared to a husband and wife relationship. Yeah. See, God calls idolism spiritual adultery. And the same thing happens when husbands and wife are unfaithful to each other. You can't, you can't say, well, like the world system, if you were enlightened enough, adultery wouldn't bother you. Do you know the world system says that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, some, some of you know that. <laughs> Lacey knew it. <laughs> the world system, oh, man. I mean, yeah, or like, you know, yeah. all kinds of stuff out there. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. And see that because they're new age. Yeah. Folks, it's out there, and it's right in Fremont. Yeah. See, well, if you'd be, if you get more enlightened, you'd be more enlightened than God. <laughs> Because you don't, but now this is another thing, you don't own or control your spouse. But there are parts of a married couples that nobody else should have. Um, 
See, you, you compare, and I, we've done this a lot the last month or so, comparing spiritual adultery with normal adultery because we're committing spiritual adultery with God. Um, but your, your heart's like a house, and there are people who can come to the door that you don't know. Right? And you might open the door and talk to them or have them stand on the porch or the entryway, but that's as far as they go. And there's some, some people you'll take into the living rooms or some of you'll invite them right in the kitchen. <laughs> and then, the, you know what, then there's, you know, real, you know, you just kind of let them roam around your house. But, but only you and your spouse go into the bedroom. Now, with God, there are parts of our heart we can share with other people. But the innermost part, the part that is the greatest love of our life, is reserved for him. See, God, he cares for you so much that when you give that place to someone out, he, he's not unaffected. It upsets him. It bothers him. And it actually says God is a jealous God. Well, the Holy Spirit grieves. It said he cries when he hears us do things like gossip about each other or, or, or uh, say things, things about each other. You know, but, you know, we're not trying to make God like a man, but you know what? <laughs> he made us like him. And when you are a born-again Christian... And I want to tell you something, especially in spirit-filled, you, you become, I mean, you guys, we are exactly like him. We, there, if you start looking who you are in Christ, he wants you to be just like him. And it's not impossible. Uh, but Exodus 20, 5 and 6. Okay, so see, this is where the Ten Commandments were. In fact, verse, start with verse 3. You shall have no other gods before or besides me. Your children can be a god. Your husband can be a god. Your wife can be a god. Your money can be a god. And you don't even know it is. Just check it out. Check out how you feel about it sometimes. You shall not make yourself graven images. Now, just think to worship or any likeness that is in the heaven above or the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. For a while there, there were people were collecting a lot of frogs. Wasn't there? What, weren't they frogs or what? There was something. Toads. Uh-huh. You know, it, you can have a whole collection of a collection. I know, Lord, don't get religious now, Jackie. <laughs> but it's the truth. And you're looking for all this, you know, all the time. It's just, it, he actually said that. You shall not bow yourself to anything or serve them, but we can bow ourselves without bowing. <laughs> for the Lord your God is a jealous God. And I, I just wanted to tell you, it says it right in there. 
He is a jealous God. But God is getting, and see, all of this stuff that we're talking about, God is trying to tweak us. He's getting us ready for this. We're in there. Okay, like they had a reset. So did Christianity have a reset. We're in a different era than we were. And you have to go to a higher level. And God wants to get closer to us so he can reveal more of himself to us and have revelation. And he's doing it. There's revelation knowledge going on that even Kenneth Hagin didn't have. I mean, although he had the best that, you know, I still listen to him. But there were a couple of things, like like we only lived to be 70, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yes, three score and ten. And that was because of the Israelites coming out, you know, because they disobeyed in Egypt. Because all those people believed that. And then there was a time when big people that you've heard of that we actually study on, Wigglesworth, maybe a, any of those. Some of that, the healing thing wasn't quite where we have it now. The revelation knowledge is coming fast and furious. Even Kenneth Copeland said, I can't listen to my old tapes from way at the beginning. There's some things that just are so much deeper revelation knowledge. See, but he only manifests, God will manifest himself to those who love him Although he wants to reveal himself to everybody. Well, hey, if somebody doesn't really like you, <laughs> you know, you can't get to know them because they, there's something about you they don't like. See, what, what hurts, though, is when it's other Christians. And they, they don't, I don't know what they're looking at. Sometimes you can get that with when you, I hate to even say this, a bunch of preachers. And it's like you, you, I love it when you feel comfortable with them. Like Ike Akabogo, like Dr. Jacobs, like, <laughs> you know, and they're so easy to talk to. Yeah, Ricky Edwards, uh, uh, a lot of, I know we, we can't have everybody. We're going to start having people in, in July. <laughs> this year it just turned out that way. But that's okay. Sometimes you've got to have what you need to teach, too. See, God wants us to desire him and change things that are taking time away from him. Do I have to read the Bible and go to church? What are you looking to do instead? <laughs> Probably means you love someone or something more. And I tell you what, going to church is important right now. But, but it can, and you have to be under a pastor. And I know that now. I, I never used to say that, but that is the truth. I didn't choose. God, I mean, you know, he chose. Yeah, I'm a woman, but he did choose me. I know he did. And there, oh my gosh, I got a thick book like this that proves women are, it, ugh. See, what, okay. It can, you can change compared to the past and you can go to a higher level because our, our love for him is increasing, it's growing, and it's advancing. Well, I need healing. I'm hurting. I need finances. 
Love him more. <laughs> okay, what do we say? All I need is you, God. Reach out to him more. What does he do? He manifests himself to you. Not necessarily I'm going to appear to you, but he's, he's, you're going to know. You just know he's there. See, you know, I, like after the surgery, I remember I was, I'd sit in the chair. And I just knew there were angels around me. I mean, I didn't see them. I didn't hear them. But I knew it. It was like, oh, they're strengthening me. <laughs> and then Ike Akabogo comes and he said, those angels... I never told him that. He never heard me say that. He says, oh, yeah, Jackie, and those angels that were ministering to you. And I went, how did you know? <laughs> so you're going to know there's manifestations. I've never seen it. Yeah, one time I saw at Marilyn Hickey and Elsie Popkin was with me. And there it was. she was standing on the stage and, I don't know, Elsie was talking to somebody, and I was standing there, and I went, oh, I saw a big angel behind her, Marilyn Hickey. Marilyn Hickey. Yeah, yeah. That was a, she it was protecting her, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and, but it was just like a flash, and then it was gone. But, um, see, we say, but I need, I need, I need, I want, love him. Seek first the kingdom of God. That's, that's a command. That's another command in the New Testament. Instead of seeking the world, I need money. Well, can we go to the bank and borrow some? You think we got enough, you know? <laughs> no, seek first the kingdom of God. I can tell you one thing. When you give, it comes back to you. Sometimes we've given big butts, bucks to, <laughs> yeah, we, we give away the, yeah, never mind. <laughs> we've given big bucks, <laughs> deer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I actually asked the Lord, I said, Lord, give us some laughter too. <laughs> and I think he, he, he probably put his finger in my mouth. <laughs> yep, everybody like to give big butts away too. <laughs> but anyway. <sighs> okay, so, Lori. Remember, you, you said, oh, Stephanie told me, yeah, you guys went to a, a movie in Omaha, yeah. And you, and you, <laughs> and you, yeah, and you turned the wrong way because you were, you know, something, and you said you were laughing so hard you had to stop, didn't you, and get out of the car. Now, that's exactly what the Holy Ghost will do. I'm just telling her because I don't think she's ever seen it or felt it. Holy Ghost laughter, and he'll use the craziest things to make you happy. <laughs> now, when Megan was with us, and I can remember, and what was the name? I it was, yeah, but 
Chaco. Oh, as, as Chaco's, Sin Chaco, what? Sin, Sin Chaco. Yeah, okay, Chaco CYN Canyon. Okay, a road, and we had to always turn on that, and we were coming home from a, a meeting that was really great, and I went, I don't know why, and I said it under my breath. I said, sin on Chaco Road. <laughs> and she started to laugh. And we were laughing so hard by the time, and it, that was the Holy Ghost. Yeah. He, it was Holy Ghost laughter. But the thing about it was, you guys were up till one o'clock laughing. And I was trying, I, I think I had a fan. I was turning to crank in my room, and I cranked it up because I wanted to go to bed. Well, you started it. <laughs> but it's just stupid things like that. It'll hit you. And it's fun. Yeah. And it's not wrong to laugh in church. <laughs> I know, this is last. I, okay. <laughs> but, but God, oh, I don't know. Where, where was I? I was giving big bucks away. Well, oh, yeah, I was giving big bucks away. Yeah, we've given big bucks away, and my gosh, God will just triple it <laughs> and bring it back into the church. That's where you got to trust. Yeah. You know, and I kept saying in scripture, I trust you, God, with all my heart when I bought the building. I trust you with all my heart. Uh, even now when I say it, I trust you. I could cry. And yeah. just love for him that what he has done. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. see, how do you, now see, we, with God and love, you know what? How do you feel when, you know someone's schmoozing you, <laughs> and they're fakey <laughs> to get something. <laughs> but they really could care less about you. Don't do that. <laughs> and they're just using you. And that's another thing. Your, your spirit, when you're a Christian, you, that, it'll pick you. It'll tell you pick that up like nothing. See, they think we're naive because we're so full of love for everybody, and they think we're naive. <laughs> See, but how do you think God feels like if we're just doing fakey stuff in church? Got to be real. You and how do you get out of this? Just start going into the word, like even the Psalms or something, that and say, God, I know I'm doing this. I know you know everything. You aren't. You can't fool God. I can't fool you. And I want a hunger for a hunger. God, give me a hunger for a hunger for a hunger for you. Help me to get to know you instead of playing church and playing religion. To a point where I've given you everything in my life. Yes. And do you know what? You give him everything in your life, man, he'll just pour it on you. Yes. How about all those rich ministers? Yes. <laughs> Millionaires, billionaires. Yes. They can't even help it. Yes. They can't. That's because they're following God. Yes. And they're giving it away. They're giving it into the... How many airplanes has Kenneth Copeland given away? Somebody... 
I think 30 something airplanes, he gave them away. And they are, and when he gives them away, they're in tip top shape. Did you know, Jesse, or you don't know how many? It's a lot. I don't know if it's that many, but I think it is. See, and, and people, they get jealous and resent that. But what are they doing and what is, and see that other part about there's sacrifice to it all too. And there is a cross to bear sometimes because people hurt your feelings and then stuff, but you have to ignore that and you have to forgive, forgive people, forgive, 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 forgive. Uh, unforgiveness is like drinking poison so your enemy will die. That unforgiveness is poison to you. They're free and you may be chained to them. See, so if you come boldly to the throne of grace, though, in mercy, in your time of need, and you know what? And tell it, just be honest with God. Amen. See, God has already paid for your need. And you, you, you know what? If you really listen, he'll say, come here, <laughs> precious child, and let me help you. He wants you like you want your little children. Or your big children. Yes. You know, even if you're a big adult and, and that, that, you know, the child is older or a teenager or something and, and they, they come and say, Mom, I know you know I'm doing drugs and I want to get off of them. Please help me. You're, if they come to you like that, yeah. you're not going to, you're, you're going to say, come here, come here, honey. I'll help you. Uh, come here. Come close to me. I want to show you I love you. See, God is just like that. He'll hug you. Because <laughs> he's already had a great plan for you. And he wants you to be healed, and he wants you in peace. And in his love is restoration and deliverance. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop now, but a lot of people. Uh, quick, James four four. Quick, 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 quick. Okay, you know what? Uh, just start with one, and I won't read a whole bunch though. Oh, okay, I'm gonna just start. It's amplified. What leads to strife, discord, and feuds? And how do conflicts, quarrels, and fighting originate among you? Do they not rise from your senses, your sensual desires, instead of spiritual, that are ever warring in your bodily members? You are jealous and covet what others have. And many, many times it would even appear that it was jealousy. And you see it, you see it happen to you or think, why do they dislike? They're jealous. If God said it, and, you, and it isn't they're jealous of your car, they're jealous of where you're at. That's the truth. Yeah. Amen. And your desires go unfulfilled, but look what it says, so you become murderers. Wow. 
To hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned. You burn with envy and anger and you're not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment, and the happiness you seek. So you fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask. Or you ask God for them and you fail to receive because you ask with the wrong purpose, the wrong motive, evil, selfish motive. Your intention is when you get what you desire to spend it in, in sensual pleasures. But see, operating by the senses. Or do you suppose the scripture is speaking to no purpose that says, the spirit capitalized, whom he has caused to dwell inside of you, yearns over you, the Holy Spirit, and he yearns for the spirit to be welcomed with a jealous love. But he gives us more, thank you, more and more grace and power of the Holy Spirit to, to meet this evil tendency and others fully. And that's why he said God sets himself against the proud and haughty. You don't even realize it. You're being proud and haughty. But he gives grace continually, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> to the lowly who are humble enough to receive it. Now, I'm telling you, there's times we don't receive his grace. He told me, he said, receive my grace that I gave you by dying on the cross. Give me permission to heal you. Give, he told me that. And I'm not, I, I never got that from anywhere else. It was like, what? Okay, I got, if you don't receive what he did for you on the cross, you don't believe it. That was when I had cancer yeah. in the left breast. Yeah. And he said, if you don't receive my grace, I can't heal you. Yeah. You've got to give me permission. You've got to believe it. Yeah. See, he did it. you got to part now. Yeah. It's just like somebody acquired all this stuff for you, and they said, all you have to do is come and get it. <laughs> and you don't do it. You don't get the million dollars they... That's what God is. You have to receive it from him by belief. And, and he'll do it. I was, I was just written in the Bible. I told you this many, many times. But I understand the concept behind that now. See, okay, you'll be subject to God. Submit to him. You can blab that off. I submit to God. I resist the devil. No, really submit to him. So that one time I was crying... We were in prison ministry, and I, I was crying right before we went in. We'd always get together and pray, and I was because I was crying about finances. This is 1983 or something like that, yeah. baby Christian yet, and I was crying about something because we couldn't pay for it, <laughs> and and uh, and this one guy was ordained, and he came up to me and he said, Jackie, the Lord told me to tell you. You're submitting to the devil and resisting what God wants to do for you. <laughs> and I wasn't mad. I was just shocked. <laughs> and I went, I'll never forget that. And I could just see myself going, 
devil, I bow to you. I'm just going to let my emotions hang all over the place and not believe God can provide. Do you see what I mean? I wasn't believing. So you can't just blab that. You know what I mean? Say, I submit to God. I resist the devil. What does it really mean in your situation? You may have to be submit to God by staying away from a best friend that's kind of leading you down the wrong trail. And that's not easy either. See, so submit to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee. And then you'll come close to God, and you know what? He'll come close to you because you did it. Recognize you're a sinner. Get your soiled hand clean. Realize you have been disloyal, wavering individuals with divided interests. Purify your hearts of your spiritual adultery. That was spiritual adultery. See, sometimes it is like, wah, 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 wah. We think just because it's flesh and we're Christians, we, we just said, let it all hang out all over the place. Do you see what I mean? I'm getting, this is becoming revelation knowledge of what it is. You got to have grit and you got to start fighting that and saying, look, God, you did everything for me and I'm going to start to receive it and not just let everything, my emotions hang out. You know what I mean? Get that grit, get strong. He, and you'll say, God, I, I see this now, and I don't want to do it. And you know what? He'll, he'll, it says, as you draw near to God, be deeply penitent and grieve and even weep over your disloyalty. Let your laughter be turned to grief and your mirth to dejection and heartfelt shame for submitting to the devil and not God. You might be submitting to the devil by crying. And feeling still weep or sad. And I, I mean, I, that's what that, <laughs> I know that's what that means. Do you see that we've got to tweak ourselves? We've got to get stronger. You know, and then it's fine. You know, hum, it, here it keeps going on. Humble yourself. Feeling very insignificant in the presence of the Lord. And you know what? Then he's going to say, come on. He'll exalt you. You know, he will lift you up and make your life significant. You know, and they sang that song, and I'm going to end. Oh, that's it. <laughs> I promise I'm shutting this up. <laughs> okay. Um, that song of he's the glory and the lifter of my head. And, you know, there was a lot of persecution with the school and other denominations and saying, oh, she's the type that swings from the chandeliers. And I'm not kidding you, they said that. Because somebody that was born again spirit filled was at a board meeting and she's the type that swings, you better watch it. You better watch her with the kids. <laughs> and so then a pastor came into town and, uh, and he, he said, okay, we, I'm not having her teach anymore. I'm going to teach. <laughs> and, you know, the guys, but they asked me to be, uh, you know, a teacher in a homeschool. And <laughs> anyway, uh, these two guys came over and they told Ken I wasn't home. I said, yeah, I knew it already. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, they thought I was going to be all, 
Well, I mean, I started my own homeschool, but it was because everybody called me and said, we're not going there. We're not going there. <laughs> Except the ones who were really part of that church. But the ones who were part of the church were, were, uh, were uh, the ones who started it, and they were nicer to me. <laughs> they were really nice to me. And, uh, and, but, you know, then after a while you start to think, you know, all this stuff, you know, coming against you, you're just trying to do the best you can, you know, and trying to do what God told you to do and just keep going on. You felt a little bad. All of a sudden, you're later I get a phone call from the ones who go to there they go to that church I think they quit that church and went to a, a different it was Baptist but it was a they went to a different one at Dow <laughs> and, and they they said they said we never realized how you taught the kids such beautiful songs and and uh, taught them about God and that and that what a good teacher you were and that you cared for, cared about him. And I went, huh? <laughs> I mean, he called me up and I thought, eh, am I going to answer? I answered. And, and yeah, and they, they just said, we just want to thank you for all you did. It was a whole year later. Whole year. <laughs> but see, you just hang in there. And I went, he's the glory and the lifter of my head. <laughs> When, when, what's that part? For thou, no, I meant, no, the, the one, oh, when the terror of the enemy, there are other things where sometimes the terror or your heart sinks and it feels icky, feels icky, and um, terror of the enemy comes. <laughs> I will not be afraid. That's why the fear has to go. And so that's why that song always meant a lot to me because there was a lot of stuff. But you, if you shut your mouth and just keep going on with God, he vindicates you. Amen. So, Amen. so, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. And, Lord, we say that we love you and praise you, Lord God. And I thank you for uh, we dispatch ministering angels over and around all the people that are going home right now for, and for supernatural protection. We thank you no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And I thank you, Father, that, that the healing power of God that went into their bodies, Lord God, that they'll say, no, I receive God's grace. I know he healed me because it'll try to come back in, uh, in symptoms. And that's where you have to fight the good fight of faith. And so, Father, I thank you that Zachariah will just have an easy time and be healed quickly tomorrow. <laughs> Father, I thank you that you, your hand is upon him with love. And God, I thank you that you supply all the needs of all the people here, Lord God, and that you're opening up the eyes of their understanding and flooding their hearts with light more than ever before God, and that we're, we're understanding scriptures and, and exactly how to apply them when the rubber meets the road, when the stuff really happens, that we're doing it. Yeah. We're being doers of the word and not just hearers only, God, and that you're with us. You live inside of us and have given us the Holy Spirit. 
the spirit of the Father and the Son to guide us and lead us in this journey on the earth, Lord God. Because you said, yea, though I walk through the shadow valley of the shadow of death, and you meant that is the earth. We're walking through it. We walk through that shadow. And it's only a shadow, and a shadow can't hurt you. And so we praise and thank you, Father, that we'll come to know you more and more and more and have a hunger and thirst for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. And that my fruit will remain. Amen. Okay, you're dismissed. <laughs>